football, baseball, basketball, anything sports. Auburn's 91.1 FM WEGL presents the scoreboard with your co-hosts, Bay Mark and Jacob Hillman. Your calls are welcomed at 334-844-9345 or follow them on Twitter at Jacob underscore Hillman 3 or at Bay underscore Mark. Welcome into the scoreboard here on Wheel 91.1 FM or streaming at WheelFM.com. I'm taking one thing alongside Bay Mart. You're tuned into the scoreboard. And it's a big week in college football, especially around Auburn after a 29 13 win over the Kentucky Wildcats in week number one. Auburn South to Athens, Georgia for a top 10 matchup. College Game Day is going to be there against the number four Georgia Bulldogs. I guess first to start off with our first impressions from week one for Auburn before moving into this coming up week against Georgia and then talk a little bit more about the SEC and the rest of college football. But, Bay, yeah, first of all, how are you doing? Really good. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, getting, I'm too excited about football being back and this top ten match that we got. I just want to get right into it. Oh, boy. The weather's beautiful. So, I mean, looking now we're doing great. Yeah. I'll take it over to 95 degrees you've been dealing with over the last month. I agree. Auburn, Kentucky, what were your first impressions from that? Uh, environment-wise, environment was great. We had the atmosphere, the social distance, the environment was great. Got to have commented on it. It was a solid 60-minute performance by the crowd as well. Um, Game-wise, I think Auburn, Auburn started real slow, obviously, on that first drive. They gave up a touchdown to Kentucky early. I think the first half was really kind of trying to find a groove for Auburn. Um, obviously, all of them were punching in on one of their drives. But I think the second half was when we really got to see where Ben and Seth Williams shined and what we'll probably get a preview of the rest of the season. It also really felt like that pick six that got called back by Roger McCreary, just got called back, should not have. was a huge momentum shift. Even though it wasn't counted as a touchdown, the, the, the goal line stand and just the energy that was the stadium that, that, that the stadium brought when he returned it back. I think that was enough to really get the team into the year for the second half. And I think we saw more of what we're going to see the rest of the year in that second half. Even though the offense felt a little vanilla, we still didn't see the tight end. Yeah, we saw one time. And really, the running game was not all the way there. No, they could believe Rutgers 34 yards. John Shire was clearly the better running back out of the three that got touched. It is to see what down the, how down the road the running game evolved. And, you know, with the new offensive line, that could be part of it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was, I think it's because the run, the run protection wasn't as, as nice as the pass protection. I think pass protection with new offensive line is great. I think that's several seven or eight guys up front, uh, brand new offensive line, that's actually from starting from last year. So the run game wasn't, I don't think that's why it was as productive because it was a great pass protection. It's fine, but they have to get a little bit. Uh, they were on the high trade at line two points. So it wasn't that, yeah, that uh, 30 pass protection. And only two pressures given up, which is great. It's very good. I don't think we saw that really in the last two years. I love that. I think, I think this O-line uh, has a chance to be a lot better than that. But uh, that will come with time, and the run game will come with time. And I think the only thing I'd like to see more out of the run game is that uh, it's a little more tight. And we didn't see Mark Anthony this week, which was kind of odd. But uh, I think that might be because of the Benoit. Yeah. They haven't had a lot of time together. And, you know, it's not like the team was blowout, but it still felt like all those in control the whole time. 
closer if they were a closer game. We might have seen the playbook open up a little more, but I mean, I really felt like I was holding back a little bit. And one last thing I'll say on, on the offensive side is don't keep looking on our last week. We're going to do this. Guess how long the guy that can run just a handful of plays really well to put those two plays. I think we saw on Saturday the fact that Chad Mills can really open up his playbook and all that such a different variety of style of offense. I think that's going to come in uh, handy, especially down stretch of the season. Because a lot of teams really didn't know, especially the last several years, and Jeff Conklin's up when a bubble thing's coming, when that half that stretch is coming up. I think Chad Mills is really making his offense a bit more dynamic. But uh, overall, offense is fine for the Kentucky game. Yeah, it's an improvement team if this weekend gets back to the first team. Defense is great. They were very safety first. There was a little bit of secondary issues with the few wide open things. I was going to say, the only thing that you can really complain about is the, the mistakes here and there. And a little bit of the quarterback play. There wasn't a whole lot of that. Early. I think mean, the defensive line has time to grow. That's what the issue is. The young line looks great. Absolutely. And like you said, secondary, it was just mistakes here and there. Made a few bunch of coverages and here and there that I think can be fixed by Kevin Phil pretty easily. Yeah. The second half was so much better than the first half. So it was a bit of an adjustment game. And I really think that the youngsters are going to figure it out in the next few weeks. I do. And obviously the linebackers, like we expected. Oh, yeah, they'll play very right well. Yeah, the first half they had a monster game. KJ Brooks was a leader. He was the player that played the spot and held the field. All in all, all that really, that was a great first game. Coming up with 10 minutes where you did have to play or happy with summer practices. All of them were great. So, if it's okay with you, we move on to the season. And really, I don't have much to say about Kentucky because, I, like, we, we did everything that, because um, I don't think there was much to take out of this game. Not really. So, Kentucky, Kentucky was okay off the field. They won the game with a pass game. Yeah. And it's really, there's not much you can say about other than what we said. And Jordan's um, going to be a different animal. That's the one more thing that we can get yeah. on. Uh, if you haven't seen it on social media, there's a picture of Seth Williams with his second touchdown. Uh, when he palms the ball with one hand, and it's just the Kentucky quarter who's talking trash all day long, it was already posted up in the Oliver Athletic facility. So that's pretty cool. Y'all only just felt a little too much snack that whole game. Is that Lockwood's picture? It was. Okay. And then she got fucked. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, that was her. the Luke Beal that helped her out. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. But he needed to apologize for some comments. But regardless, all the book breaks people. It's kind of funny. You know, that usually doesn't happen when there's hundreds of photographers and videographers all the time. There's no one who wants to get hurt. That's the last of the Georgia game. I mean, it's just how it was. Last of the Georgia game. But that's huge. Jana had a uh, iPhone knee. Yeah. She was fine, though. Yeah, but yeah. The last thing, that was one more thing. Yeah. Moving on to Georgia. I, you know, I think all the chances are pretty good this week. I think they're better than they have been in years past. I'll tell you that. Right? <laughs> in years past, it's everything going into it. It's in November and stuff. It feels different because it's October. It, it's week two. It feels, it feels like it's like week two of the early September game. Great. So the season just started, but. I mean, regardless of the bit plays this weekend and our season getting up, it's not which season getting up to play. I mean, that's kind of what I was going to get into is just who's going to start, what is going to happen at quarterback in Georgia. Well, I think regardless, I alluded to this when we were in the bullpen earlier in the studio. I think it kind of comes down to, you know, the 2016 and all of the final ones, three quarterback things, and everything just seems to have discombobulated. We could see that that feel and that strength in this game with them, regardless of the biggest struggles earlier with all the defense in the 50 to 50 minutes, so if he's coming off the injury, Transfer, which is the most ideal. He was really good this week. Now, I remember 
uh, one thing Cole Keeler said last week was about JT Daniels was, you know, quarterback has to get hit practice anyway, so he's probably able to move around and stuff and not, he's not necessarily sideline. He's probably not 100%, but he's also, I don't know yet. I expected to be Bennett. Yeah, I do too. I also, I also expect to see Mathis and Daniels at Bennett struggle. Yeah. Because if this Auburn defense is going to be, it's going to be a little bit better than the Austin Kelly defense. I was going to say, Georgia was, Georgia down 72 in the second, or it was down to five, and then Georgia yeah. scored like 27 on that, or however many they did. Yeah, it took them, it took them a while to find that first game, or if it's been or what, but I mean, you know, I don't, I don't like making this pick because I think I'm going to change it, but I'm going to do it. Auburn, Auburn coverage, and I'll be good. I, I think I'm thinking Auburn by six scores. I think Auburn was by seven or ten. Because I don't think Georgia's going to score 20 points. Now, that's probably yeah, all. That defense is a lot better than Austin Kelly. That's a gift. You're right. And it's just, it's one of those things where what I saw from Georgia in the quarterback position, I don't think you can fix that team. Even if Seth Bennett is, you know, the almighty hero that's going to come in and save Georgia's defense, I don't think he's going to show that this week. Yeah. It, it's too soon and against very good Auburn defenses. Kevin Steele is a team like crazy. Yeah. I think he'll be good. I don't think it'll get enough. And I think that's a big thing from last week's game where they said that halftime still was making a lot of adjustments. That's why they said Rick has said that he's on film. I think with these two quarterbacks, especially after seeing the whole half, that still at halftime when they're like, all right, guys, this is what we're doing, and this is how we're going to play for the rest of the game. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would be really seeing all the offense is going to open up this week. I wouldn't doubt it. But the run game has to be there. You're right. I think that the offense has to be a key. Whatever team runs the ball better, you might win the game. Yeah, because Georgia. The past thing I thought would be there. Pickens and company, and all the facts that would be there were Sills and Williams and Flash, and even they got they got kids in the last one minute, the other couple So I think passing games, the both teams can be there, but I think you can put the nail on the running game, whether establishes it, and that's it. So you have all the by two scores? I got all the by two scores. I will, but I'm, I'm going. I'm confident. The only confident for me is all the by seven percent. Moving outside into the rest of the SEC, the 230 game on CBS, Alabama. Hosting Texas A&M. A Texas A&M team did not impress. It was like Georgia. Played as one of the worst teams in the SEC and looked bad. Yeah, I think that's the question we were, I think we were actually, I think we were at the time, we were going to get the last week with that question on. If he thought that and took next step this year, my personal answer is no, and I think this week is going to it. I think they're going to try to get I think they get beat very bad. I mean, what if they're 17 and a half and they're going to go on? They had a few last week and won 19 to 12, right? 17 to 12. So, I think out there, no, I think, I don't know. Besides what, it won by eight, it won zero. It won by one score. That's not going to do it against Alabama. Not at all. It's okay, it by three. Now, Alabama, they won 38 to 19 at Missouri. I think they gave up a late score. It was one of the last of the game. It wasn't as close as it sounds. I'll get to it here. So, I'm going to take the rest of the West Jeff and get the consistency that the Texas A&M team is down. Even the time is going to be tight cover. Yes, I agree. Like, four, four, four. Back there, so, very well for a half when you get to the end. Waddle, Devontae Smith are going to have himself a day. Yeah. Another top three SEC team in action against South Carolina, the Florida Gators. Kyle, they were an aerial offense they put out this past season. They did. Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts look good. Kyle Square. Game, but still, first game of the season during the pandemic, and you go on the road and you play like that. 
your your side of the conference uh, is very high. I think it's supposed to trend a contract for Heisman. He was amazing last year. He saw him in the LSU and got beat. He was a great year for him all the two lines. This year, his experience is dead man. He takes that step. Four to six years. They are. He's like all the players last year. And all the players that they see this year. That was really the one thing. Possibly the land. We'll see. Who do you have in this game? Four to six. Okay. It's not a bad question. You might go to six touchdowns again, honestly. Yeah, this is a small school. Small school or new school. They do. Well, so we know who we're picking in this game, but Mississippi State against Arkansas. I mean, Chuck Hughes against Stella and Mike Leach just airing it out last week against LSU to get the big upset. The funny comment by Mike Leach last week was like, well, it's not LSU against Green Bay and Indian. They're all taken for this week. So Mike Leach makes some questionable uh, quotes, but sometimes they're pretty hilarious. Yeah, he can kind of make those jokes with his offense right the way it is. I mean, he can joke and laugh all he wants after beating the defending national champion. All right, so here's my question. Yeah. The over under 69. Is Mississippi State going to do that by themselves? Oh, it's possible. I don't think so. I don't think their defense this year is as good as it was in years prior. I mean, they're not going to get it by themselves. But, I mean, they're only 17 point favorite. They're really coming back. Yeah, I think that's good. All right. And the team that they beat LSU goes to Vanderbilt. Are they going to bounce back with vengeance? Or are they still going to look kind of slow? With, hey, maybe Vanderbilt isn't terrible. Maybe they play Texas A&M close because they're not the worst team that they this year. Second year in a row, that the Tigers have had to travel to the Dawson Bandy Stadium. Yeah. Ugly Bandy Stadium. Dawson. I don't think Bandy is it. Yeah. Come on, man. Okay, what about the 21 point spread? Will Bandy cover that? No. I think so. I want to say yes. I want to say yes. Yeah, I want to say yes. I want to say Vanderbilt covers. They did play in the It won't, so here's the thing. This game won't be close. It won't feel close. But I think Vanderbilt will, like, it's their defense that's going to have to hold them in. And they're not going to get completely just, they're not going to throw it, you know, shut out and stuff. They'll, they'll keep it within 20. That's my prediction. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> what a game that is. Tennessee, Missouri, number 21, Tennessee, I mean, they're a sleeper pick, but if this Missouri team kind of, you know, sleeps, they're people sleep on them, maybe they just, you know, they had to play Alabama, so it didn't look that good, but Tennessee wins this one at home for their first time of the year, but I mean, I think they went close. Yeah. I think they went close. I agree. Well, that's going to do it for our SEC Week 2 preview as well as Auburn, uh, Kentucky talk on the other side of the break. But Major League Baseball postseason has begun. The Atlanta Braves won a perfect series first time forever. And it feels great. Scoreboard on the other side of the break. And we're back to scoreboard live with Bill Mark sitting alongside Jacob Holman. Live from the WGF studios at Auburn University here in Columbia Park. The scoreboard you're more than welcome at 334 844 
really want to watch Hot Summer Series. We took Lubo to hit baby or at the point for this. We want that. We want the one to see some matchup. I just had a feeling with Chicago. I mean, if Chicago is better than the seven seed, I think so. They had a rough end to the season. Um, we'll see if they can get out of the jam. They're tied up, but it, it's been really a fun postseason. I mean, yes, it was crazy with eight games. Yeah, it was. It was fun. But, I, I mean, I guess we'll start off with the Braves. Because that's the best thing I'm for. Yeah, I just asked you what. Well, tell everybody where you were while extra things were going on yesterday. So, which is a nice thing. I had to drive up to Birmingham to uh, celebrate a birthday party with a friend. And the 10th and the 13th inning. They ended 14 and 13. I can't remember. It was 13 and 13 inning. It was like the longest person to do a Yeah. And, man, it was chaos. Like, in, in my car by myself. I, I was so nervous on that drive up listening to it because... Then throwing the pitches in the 11th and 13th, and three runs on the corner in the 12th inning. I mean, they did that all in less than two hours. And he came through engine three. That's right. With that single in the bottom of the 13th to walk it off and get break a 1 to 0 win. And then today, I mean, they got to the 8th inning, it was like 1 to 0 because of the Rob Pena RBI double in, I believe, 6th inning. We did that drive in Austin Wiley. And then, of course, the break blew it open in the bottom of the eighth when Marcelo Zuna took one really deep. Took a selfie on his way to first base. Not really. He helped out with broadcast. And then Adam Duvall, two hours later, did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, Braves winning the postseason series is just it's a big deal. But for the record, for everybody listening, take a good picture of the series. I think it's just, I was not confident in the, because they did have a better start of pitching throughout the 60 games. The Cincinnati pitching sat really good. They didn't need to pitch Sonny Gray, who has been phenomenal together. And I just did not trust, you know, I, I say this, I don't think it's not right. Yeah, in postseason. I think, well, and even, even Ian Anderson, I, I will say I trust him, but I don't, I think that I don't think I do. You know, Sonny Gray, though, he did, he looked solid, but going into the game, it was postseason maybe. So my thing with Braves this year is I said it last year when I knocked on wood, so I don't think it's again. So last year my thing was all this this core group of players, Swanson, Aldi, Acuna, Acura, young talented guys, I said that youngness mixed with the veteranship of guys like Freddie Freeman, et cetera, that were on the roster. I thought last year that year I picked them to go to the World Series. Not the wood. I picked them this year. They're more developed. The best offense, one of the best offense that's off the baseball, especially as a great. I think that offense is going to slide in the pushes that we saw today. They were able to pick it up late. I think that they can consistently get their offense to up and they get pitching performances that they had the past two days. They will be a good shot. You got all those guys you mentioned, plus Marcelo Zuna and Adam Duvall, absolutely falling out. I think that's the difference is Ozuna and Duvall. You had Donaldson last year. He was, he was, he was a power hitter. He was a power hitter. I think Ozuna. And especially with the DH role being put, yeah, they got, yeah. And so he's dead. And don't forget about John Ott. John Ott is still there. He, he's got his fourth. He is practically up. And when you look at him, you're like, how? Well, yeah. He's always there. He's a great catcher. He's a great hitter. He's very clutch. And what series do they play in it? They're the winner of the series. They're the one of the division series against the winner of the Hobbs or the Mons. I guess I gave that first time today. It did. The game series will be tomorrow at 1 p.m. on ABC. And it's a new game three. Uh, that will be Saturday. I will say I'm afraid of that because the Marlins do not lose. Well, and David Watson's club is up. 
they were. And they came back and beat him. So I'm going to the coach just because of the off the Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would love for, like, don't beat them all in the season. Man. I did, but they don't lose the coach. They don't lose. Yeah. It's like, anyway, the, the uh, White Sox got out of the inning, only giving up one run. So it's four to three, heading to the top of the fifth inning. Four to three. Well, I don't know about that. The White Sox and the young talent they had. Luis Robert hit a 487-foot home run a few hours ago. They showed the home run cast that they literally was like a second or a double skyrocketed into the second game. Yeah, 113 miles an hour exit below. That ball is killed. It's still probably orbiting the first right now. But it is. This to me is so fun to watch. Early, before the season started, I picked it as kind of like a sleeper World Series team just because fun to watch. So, guys up here, Mr. Anderson, and Jordan Clough, I picked them in the ALCS, the Lucas Braves. Wow. We'll see if they can get past today, but even if they don't, I mean, their future is looking bright. With Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Tim Anderson, they even got pretty good pitches, Dallas Cycle. Today, they, uh, they passed early. I think their pitch only went in. He didn't finish an inning, but they brought in a rookie from Tennessee. This guy from Tennessee, so he averages 100 plus miles per hour on pitches, and he's a, one of the first players, or I forget what the stat was, but he didn't. He never played the minors because of the way COVID took out. Yeah. And he made his big league debut without playing the minors. Very cool stat. I think my biggest thing is whoever goes on the win this series has to play with the team. Houston now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is going to win that series when Josh was. I mean, we should have known because they lost 16. Yeah. Great games. Yeah. And now they're seeing 16 great postseason games dating back to like, what, what is it, like 2005? Yeah. Uh, it's like 2005 because they haven't made a postseason. It's not only one. Oh, when was the last time you all won a playoff series? So congratulations on the first step. Um, but yeah, the fact that they're going to play Houston Astros, who have been a dominant powerhouse for the last few years, who is more not. Moving on to those two teams, I think the Yankees are better than their record and seating indicates. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, I thought they would sweep the Indians and got a win last night. And we'll see what happens later tonight with that game. But, it, I mean, it would shock me if the Yankees dominate. They're really wrong, isn't it? I'm crazy. I was say, did the Yankees win? Yeah. Well, there you go. The, the Yankees are already moving on to play. Yeah, are the Rangers going to the first game? 12 to 3. Game 2, Yankees 1, 10 to 9 last night. Okay. It, it, it was back and forth. Yeah. And I really I really think that the Yankees, like I said, are better than the record in case. Well, 100%. Do we think they're going to be great, though? Yeah. They're going to win the Yankees. I've got the Rangers in the World Series with the, uh, with the Dodgers, though. And I think the Rangers are going to I love the Charlie Pitchers so much. And I think that's what, you know, Eric Horst is like. He's been shaky this year. He has not been the same dominant force that he was with the Astros. And that's kind of why I, I really trust the Yankees as much as I trust the Rays. Yeah. I think, yeah, I agree. I think, I think the Yankees really have a lot of offense. When they're healthy, they have the best offense in baseball. Sorry, Rays, but they do. And then you're right. Like you said, they've been very strict this year, except for the pitching. Oh, I think we're going to take the series. They look really good this season. 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 
I've been to the go to work. It's where are the series? Where are the LCS? Or LDS? You can only do LCS and go to work too. Like I said, I spoke very specifically. Well, I guess two more series called that both in the NL. Cardinals are positive. That's interesting. I, I didn't have a lot of faith in the Cardinals, but they came out one game one against the Padres. They did. Who actually watched that yesterday? I wasn't expecting a fall out of them. I, mean, I was actually expecting the Padres to win this game. I was as well. Game one, Cardinals won 7 4. We got to go tonight at 7 p.m. on ESPNC for game two.
Well, here yeah, we finally got a game in the game because of COVID. Yeah, that's exciting. What is that? Yeah, and it's lucky it's just taken. It seems like it's very easy to jump the schedule around and put it in with, I think, the, the Ravens and Steelers game when it moved back one week. And it worked out perfectly. And I think today they found two more positives that Tennessee scored. So instead of the Monday through the game, it's like the third week back. Yes, it is not going to happen in week four. Okay. So, that being the case, though, what was wrong with it's a great matchup. My team, they know they're in New Orleans, had a scare there. Couldn't talk about Alvin Kamara and Rafa, but he won. They're from Florida, if you're listening. <laughs> you need to say, so we are 3 0. You're saying not too much. You are. So you are saying that you know you can play. You are. You're taking the play. You don't want to go over 16 and have that embarrassment. That's fine. Or 15, though, we can look at that. Denver at New York, Thursday night football, 7.20 p.m. Portable as Jared Dillard would reference it. I kept it there, but he was listening. So, I hope you get my reference. Jared Dillard, this is the season portable tonight. Two other three teams going to in New York. Jacob, who do you have holding this game? Um, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Broncos. Just because it's the Jets. Right. And the Jets are bad. And, you know, they don't deserve to win playing on that crap field. How much longer that is going to do it? I saw a rumor where if they lose it, he's going to be fired. I saw that too. How do I buy it? Sure, maybe. That kind of rumor gets leaked, though. So. I'll say he gets fired after losing this game. Broncos. Longer than those nights of ball. And if they were to get to be very entertaining, there's not one baseball tonight. Yeah, I agree. Watch that ball. All right. After Sunday, plethora of matchups on the docket. Carolina, what's up with it? Hosting the Arizona Cardinals. What do you see here from your fans? You know, I, I, I like what I saw last week. They, they're, even without McCaffrey, they're looking okay. Yeah. But Gallo Murray's going to be too much. Even if they're looking to the Lions, which shot probably everyone. I still think the Cardinals fight win by two points. Yeah. I think the Cardinals win this game. I think Tyler Murray's been really good this season. I really don't think they should have lost against the state last, last week. They should be three, though. Um, they should be against San Francisco team. They should be Washington, who's obviously not present. They should be split last week. But even the Cardinals, I think the spread, yeah, the same team has some favor there, but I think Arizona cuts the spread. Even though it's all the same. I mean, how much of a road game? No fans. It's still just out. This is from West Coast Future. Big AFC game on the docket as well. New England traveled to Kansas City for an MVP versus MVP matchup with Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah, very fun game. Uh, I'm ready to see what uh, this Patriots team is. And if they've already seen the made of, they lose battles with the, uh, the Seahawks. Well, we'll see what the defense is made of yeah. against another Russell Wilson Mike, you know. A better than Russell Wilson uh, quarterback because I think Russell Wilson kind of got it the most too good. And uh, we'll see what Mahomes can do against him. And I'm going to see five. I say, I say the, uh, the Patriots cover, but the Chiefs win. Yeah. I think the Chiefs win. And I really think he puts a score on me. But I think this is where we really find out uh, what kind of defense they have this year. The Steel Morn, the defense has not looked bad so far this year. I mean, like I said, the two and one group, they're holding themselves. I think Kansas City does dial them up there. I say Kansas City, Kansas City, uh, 
covers the seven-point spread in their favor. I mean, I don't see anybody who's going to be close to the NFL after that. They're going to talk about it. They're going to flip up. I don't think they're going to be secure in that. I like it's a build on Thursday night football. They play it's at the build on Thursday night football. That's it. That's it. That's it. They're losing that game. So, I don't think they're going to be 16-0, but right now, yeah, I mean, I mean, to keep to dive into that a little further, they play the Patriots and they play the Raiders over the next two weeks, and they have to close the Bills on short rest. Yeah, that's it. That's their loss. Here's the fun matchup. Just to say that, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. He'd be a slow clock kickoff. Oh, buddy. This is the game. Joe Burrow gets his first win. I agree. I agree. I don't. What was the thing that I think we were seeing in sports that put out the graphic for the last.
Don't get the sun on the West Coast, but watch this game. So, but like, yeah, I think Buffalo wins this game, but I got a little bit close. I think Buffalo still covers, but not that much. Maybe that's a one score game, but not that much. Man, that, man, look at that now. Everyone's going to get Patriots seats in that game. It's going to get thrown on the back burner. That's true. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I'll probably watch the Kansas City game. You know what that's going to do? You know what? We're good. I, I, I'm just looking out for the folks at home that they don't have that. Yeah. One last game from Joe's break. Monday Night Football. The other three Falcons traveled with three and no Packers. Uh, who is the Fires in that game? Why are the Packers in this game? Uh, and why do they cover? Because the Falcons are just a disaster right now. And the Packers are one of the best teams in football. Those are probably like a little bit of dumpster fire. I guess I'm trying to Whatever it is, that's the outside. Yeah, you're right. And it's like, Facebook's director, Eagle, Alex, he said that this year, they were going to be the best four ball team. That's what a few years ago when they lost their entire defense. Yeah, that's how it was. They had a great offense, but their defense could not stop anything. Yeah. I don't really feel earlier. If I'm really a general fight, I don't close to him or anything, but I think he really looks like he's kind of wasting his time now. What do you think of Devontae Adams and how do you how would you handle that in injury? You wouldn't play him? I mean, we'll tell you, I'm twice as good as the last one. I would make him available. I would make him available, but if he does play a very, very limited capacity, because next week the Packers travel to uh, Tampa Bay, and I'd rather have him at Tampa Bay than just get to fire the Packers. But yeah, especially against Move on from the process, and uh, I guess it was just 
in this way, like you said. And I think God Rivers can do that. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what it feels like, though. It will be. But because it's like uh, Willis pointed out, after a rapid courtship and negotiation, Rivers is reaching agreement. So, who knows if the. He, had a lot of, he might have a lot of fresh letters here. Okay. He's not getting paid. He's probably in a state of low respect. But it is, I'm, I'm really interested in who the quickest is after. Is there any uh, are there any names that are kind of floating out there? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know anything either. Well, moving on to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Game one was a lecture. Like, 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 I don't know about that. For one thing, for one thing, was like, like you said, for the. Uh, the Falcons, the dumpster fire, the train wreck, whatever. That was the game. The Heat, they came out firing. And, man, it was good. And then they didn't look that great the rest of the game. Yeah, they, my Heat took an early rehab to say, I mean, they got a double digit to force that way to take a few timeouts. They got a kind of really regroup in the first quarter. In the second, third quarter, all that was really kind of hit their stride. I was telling Jacob for the show, like, uh, I don't think Jordan came over to the house and, and Yeah, we saw 
have that feeling to for Kevin Ray got Rondo can really get hot. And KCP, I think KCP would be really lucky getting 13 points. 13 points in a two rebound? Yep. He had a plus two. He feels 12. Dude. I, this is really kind of what all things are just capable of all year. I think it's kind of flat showing it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. It's just that they, we know they've been the best team, but, I mean, this was something else. It's like they didn't have to be starting in the center. Yeah, that's kind of what I looked at. It was really just Davis and Lachane doing it all with a little bit of Green and KCP. Yeah. And not the best part of that is Tim Conferenza when you get eight from the worst. I mean, Rondo had seven, he was plus 11 on the floor, and he was four assists, and he was four passes, two or so. That's why I think it's going to be a game or two, but now that they have a lot of strong drivers to play out, I think that he will play Drogic if he can. If he physically can, I think they'll do it. It could be the fun. Exactly. What's the fault? I'm going to go with this. I really think that this heat team, I mean, they really don't care. And they got three out there, so I still believe they can win. I mean, it's all for me to imagine Jimmy Butler doubting himself or his team. Even after that blowout loss, I mean, Butler still scored 23. He had five assists, two rebounds. Yeah. I don't think that this team is going to give up. I don't think they're going to quit. Dude, I think it's going to be fun to watch this. The final, even if you believe, I think the game's going to be close. I agree. But also, the biggest thing is also, they could sweep before we have another set. That is so sad. It's a sad way to go out, but it's like, I think a lot of people, it's like, in years past, you don't remember, like, the kind of stories that the playoffs that some teams have in the front of this. I think this is one of those kind of four fronts that they in the bubble. Be it the five feet that face all these top two from conference. It is sad, but Los Angeles, we need to get away while we can. All the major sports leagues are playing the same. You have the NBA Finals and Major League Baseball postseason at the same time. NFL playing, college football playing, family coaches in It's crazy. Like, there was a point where NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL all playing at the same time. What a wonderful world we were living in. Felt like we were back in the home. Just a little bit. Yeah, that's how we're talking about Saturday. This one thing we did was attend the All Kentucky game. Just March. That we haven't done anything that quick. Rough. I was sick and feeling like it, and I literally, I was talking to my boss about it, and we were saying that that was like, if I were only doing two, if I were only doing, I'm putting up air for 17,000 of us, that really felt like an amazing day inside the outside of the I decided to take it. I read an article about the game day atmosphere and stuff, and it's like that. I really think it was the best sports atmosphere we've had since March. Yeah, think about it. I don't think any other school is doing it like Auburn's doing it. They're not doing it uh, with 20%. Auburn is actually the second lowest in the SEC on capacity. Everyone else is like 25%, Auburn 20%. And they have less seats than a lot of SEC schools. But the big thing is that it's only students. I don't know if a lot of schools are doing that. I, I need to do a little bit more research. But not, I don't think, you know, Georgia didn't host, Alabama didn't host. LSU did, but the way that game went, it just wasn't that great of an atmosphere. Whereas I think Auburn, what they showed, like what the students did, was the best sports atmosphere that you possibly could put together, like state right now. Everything was in place. They had gates that you had to go in, they had good sections, they had fit with people that you lived with, so you were around constantly, they were mass on 24 7, arrows in and out for in depth and egress, time for the Eagles stadium. They had everything. 
I'm going to play that and fully confident in The only way that atmosphere could have been better is Thursday night game. I mean, it's against Alabama or Georgia. Maybe it was the Arkansas game in the fucking start in the new one. I was going to say they did the live show at, you know, 1230 in the afternoon. It's got weird. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you're not going to not get fired up about that. It was awesome. LSU, October 31st. That is going to be the atmosphere of 2020. It's going to be great. We'll see all the football all the way up to Georgia. We'll see you on 630 on Saturday night. Catch you in the center of higher space with another four bulldogs. Jim Hedges. Tonight, Thursday night football. Broncos and Jets. Shout out to Dad if you're listening. And Poppy. Glad you're having a good show. As you take a look around Baymark, we can replay. Catch it on our podcast playlist. This has been the scoreboard on 91.1 FM WEGL.